Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll teach you the importance of imagination. I'll also be interviewing Michelle Danner, who is a legendary acting teacher, renowned feature film director, and co-founder of the Edgemar Center for the Arts and the Los Angeles Acting Conservatory. In today's episode, Michelle and I talk about her background and how she became the world-renowned acting coach and director she is today. She inspires all those with whom she works with her uncanny ability to help unlock and sharpen the skills of her students and cast members. For more information about Michelle, please visit michelledanner.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. The importance of imagination. I'm sure you've seen children play before and the thoughts crossed your mind of how you wish you could be a child again because life just seems so much simpler back then. Have you ever watched a child play before? And when they play, they come up with all these wonderful, fantastical ideas. And for them, it's real because they actually see it. And as we get older, unfortunately, life happens to us. Disappointments happen. Reality of life sets in. And often we forget to be imaginative. Some theorists differentiate or distinguish between being creative and imaginative. But for the purpose of this lesson, let's focus on being creative and imaginative in the same way. Did you know that you're more imaginative or creative than you thought? Think back on when you were dating somebody and the person didn't respond to you or something just seemed off and you had this notion or this idea of what was actually happening. More than likely, it was pretty inventive, pretty creative, and hopefully it was not true. Those types of thought patterns or ways in which we perceive how the world works is often based off of a creative mind or an imaginative mind. Now, if we could use those, quote, powers for good, how different would the world be? To question reality is something that's very important to do. For example, what would the world be like if the sky was red? What would the world be like if there was minimal gravity? What would it be like if I could fly? Those questions, as silly as they sound, allows you to think of the world in a different way. And when you can look at the world in a different way, it starts to help you change your perspective about life. Sometimes life can become so myopic, in other words, it's so focused, that we forget that it doesn't have to be the same way. Meaning our habits and behaviors don't have to always be so rigid. The more rigid life is, the less enjoyable it is. So to question something is just simply the form of how would life be if this happened? How would life be if I drove home from work in a different way? Or how would it be if I didn't yell at that person all the time? When you can think through the possibility of what that question may be, it allows your brain to think differently, which then gives you a different perspective. In psychology, we teach that whatever you perceive to be true, in other words, your belief system or your perception about a situation, then determines how you feel. How you feel then determines what your body does. So if you don't like certain things about your life, means that you thought the same way over and over again, 
and therefore you feel the same way, and then you do the same thing over and over again. So before you do that, simply ask yourself, how would it be if this were to be different? Which allows you to use your imagination to create a creative way to do something different. But without questioning, then life will continue to be the same. And I know everybody listening wants to grow and develop and become the person and accomplish their goals. So today's lesson is very simple. Revert back to that childhood mindset of just simply being creative and asking why or how would things be if they were different. And the more you question that, it allows your mind to create a different perspective, different options, and that allows you to break out of the mediocre behaviors that you have that you want to change and then turns them into healthy, intentional new habits. In just a few seconds, you're going to hear an interview with Michelle Danner. Michelle talks about how she uses her creativity and how that allows her to be the successful world-renowned acting coach that she is today. So stay tuned. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio show or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. Michelle Danner is a legendary acting teacher and co-founder of the Edgemar Center for the Arts and the Los Angeles Acting Conservatory. She is also now well-established as a successful feature film director. Her film, Bad Impulse, is a psychological thriller about family secrets and modern technology that has won several awards. Her upcoming film is entitled The Runner, an action thriller and true-life coming-of-age story that stars Cameron Douglas and newcomer Edouard Villaponet. As a troubled teenager, forced to go undercover to expose a drug kingpin. Michelle is going to share her incredible story with us today. Welcome to my show, Michelle. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. That was such a mouthful for me to say, but it doesn't even encompass or capture all the things that you've done. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You are welcome. I was reading your backstory and you grew up getting to meet so many amazing, wonderful actors and actresses. Tell me about that. Well, I think that it all started when I was really three years old. Mm -hmm. My father um, moved us all from uh, New York City to mm -hmm. Paris, where he opened as the president the very first William wow. Morris Agency office. Oh, wow. And so I remember, you know, coming to work with him and playing uh -huh. under his desk uh -huh. and having some iconic, you know, entertainers such as Simon yeah. Davis Jr. and yeah, Edith Piaf and Benny Goodman and, and so many others come. And uh, and so, and I remember my, my dad said he invited people over for dinner and I, I tap danced 
and did imitations of Alfred Hitchcock and Ed Sullivan really? for that the right. for the agents at the William Morris. Um, so it all started at a very very young age, I guess. But I was always very fascinated with storytelling, uh-huh. uh, words, literature, yeah. and the fact that I had this European background, and I was able to, you know, read all these classics, and I was mm-hmm. mounting plays at school. Wow. I revolutionized the school. One particular year, I did an adaptation of Alexandre Dumas, uh, mm-hmm. Queen's Necklace, which they've made wow. several movie yeah. versions of uh-huh. it. And I kept like 50 kids in the school. Oh and my so gosh. Teachers, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's it it really crazy. Costumes and rehearsals. The teachers loved me because I was obviously very creative and very yeah, ambitious. Right. But at the same time, I think I remember being in the principal's office and she was like, you've revolutionized the school. Everything's upside down. But the thing was that I had moved from New York and I was the little uh, American, as they would call me, the little American girl. And they would pull my hair and put frogs in my bag. Oh, my God. I started to be so creative in school. Uh, they just, uh, you know, I became like this popular girl. <laughs> so that you got was the last the word. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, how did you then make the transition for yourself to say, I want to do this for a living? Um, I think that it was in different stepping stones, but one mm-hmm. of them I was lucky enough to study in New York with Stella Adler mm-hmm. and with Uta Hagen. Wow. And learn from those, you know, incredibly iconic teachers and their philosophies. And, mm-hmm. and then I moved to L.A. and uh, a lot of um, it just felt that I was auditioning for things. I was acting, but a lot of um, actors wanted me to coach them. So mm. I started coaching. And uh, I remember a distinct moment when I was walking on the beach where it seemed like I've made all the important decisions in my life, including having kids. But I was walking on the beach and I was thinking, you know, I really like passing it down. I really uh-huh. like having this knowledge and sharing it with with other people. And so I started to coach and then I started to teach and then I started to teach all over the world. Mm. And um, yeah, so it's been, uh, I I will, I I see myself teaching until, you know, forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't walk anymore. I definitely (laughs) see myself doing that. But right now my life has taken me into an interesting, uh, you know, road, which is um, making movies. Uh And I love theater. So I am very, very passionate about theater. I'm so happy that it's coming back now after this year, because we need this connection. We need to be able to have this communal, you know, Mm -hmm. live connection, all of us together in one room. But, um, but I am, I'm making movies, which is uh, which is great. That's amazing. When I you like to, I know you're really interested in social current events. And was it was it the latest movie that you just did? As far as um, what is it called? The latest one, The Runner. Is that the one that had to do with the kids that the police wanted a young child to kind of, um, I guess, undergo or be, to, I guess, find information about a drug king? Is that was that how you wrote the story? Yeah. I, I oh. remember distinctly this night because I couldn't sleep and I just put the TV on and I heard a news report mm-hmm. about how police enforcement trying to, you know, for a greater cause, bring down the drug kingpin yeah. of a particular town with forced kids that have been, you know, selling maybe some pot in school mm. to wire up so they could help oh, in the wow. capture of these big drug kingpins. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is some of this ends really badly and, and tragedy and, and parents mm. don't know about it. So I'm listening to the story and I'm crying. And I started to write. I wrote three pages and then I woke up in the morning and wrote more and sent the treatment to a good friend of mine who Mm. is a writer, wonderful writer. 
Jason Chase Terrell. We mm. have collaborated in the past. Mm -hmm. And I said, could you please write this story? I really want to tell this wow. story. And he did. And we were lucky enough to shoot it right before the lockdown. We almost didn't. I can, I, I, I always feel that if we had not pushed and waited yeah. till April, yeah. we would have not done it. And there oh we'd gosh. be sitting here thinking, all right, are we going to make this movie? And a lot of movies, you know, yeah. you're almost there. You're always going to make mm -hmm. them. And it doesn't happen. It needs that force. It needs that push. And so um, I'm lucky. Yeah. Yeah. When you have, you know, that story really moved you. Is that how you typically, when you write, is that what inspires you is, is what's the, the current events around you? Well, I, I, I am attracted to stories that have current events. I directed a movie with Norman Reedus mm -hmm. called Hello, Herman, about you know school shootings and school bullying. Mm -hmm. And I, I've always been attracted. I've, I've directed other comedies, which have been more fun. Uh, but I have <laughs> been attracted to things that are, that are timely. For instance, there's a movie that was distributed during the pandemic, Bad Impulse, mm -hmm. with... Um, um, uh, Sonia Walder and with mm -hmm. Grant Bowler mm -hmm. and Paul Servino. And that also is very timely. It's about Big Brother watching over oh, you. Wow. Uh, you know, I have an Alexa in my house. My sisters always give me a lot of slack for that. They go, <laughs> yeah, it's Big Brother listening in. So, uh, so, yeah, that's another timely movie. I am attracted to, you know, going on in, in our world and our society and, uh, and what stories we can tell to, mm. you know, get people to, to to feel sure when you teach i was reading about that you've there's so much some i mean you've been under all the masters and the greats but for you you don't necessarily stick with one technique you create a very eclectic approach that you call your golden box a golden toolbox is that yes i remember you know when i was 15 years old 16 yeah. 17 18 i studied with stella adler for many years mm, wow. and she of course you know was a big proponent of using your imagination and then i studied mm. with bill esper who taught mm. meisner and, uh, mm -hmm. and I studied with Stella, with Uda Hagen and so many other teachers. But I remember being very rebellious and mm -hmm. how I just truly, I was appreciative of everything that sure. I was learning, uh -huh. but I resented the dogma aspect uh -huh. of it. And, you know, the great iconic teachers are very, this is the way, this is uh -huh. the way you do it. Uh -huh. And I was like, whoa, whoa, really? I can uh -huh. think of another way and another way and another <laughs> way. And that's why, you know, Having kids, I believe in progressive education. And sure. for actors today, I believe in progressive thinking mm -hmm. in terms of how you're going to put your toolbox together. Mm -hmm. yes. And uh, so I call it the golden box where you take from this philosophy mm -hmm. and those teachings and that point of view and that methodology. And you put it, you take the tools that work for you mm -hmm. and you put it in your own little golden box and you have the key. So I think every actor is unique. You know, yes. it's not all come to the middle and be the same. And I'm teaching sure. you the same thing. Everybody's unique, and every teacher needs to deal very intuitively with each yes. artist individually. That's amazing. It's, it's funny, you know, you and I have very similar um, kind of backgrounds in some way, in the sense of and when I was in graduate school, I was very, I'd always question the, the, the methodologies and the, the different types of things that people would teach us. I, but it wasn't because I didn't, I didn't appreciate it. It was because I wanted to learn more. And then they would say this, and I would say, well, but you could also do this too. And I'd always just think it differently. And I found out after I graduated, a lot of my professors didn't think I would be very good at what I did because I always asked questions <laughs> and I would always think differently. So I'm the same way. I was taught a certain way 
but I have so many different methodologies and, and techniques and tools that I use specifically for one event or one type of person, et cetera, because I just like you, I don't believe that everything is cookie cutter. And so when you understand the nuances of what someone's experiencing, or in my field rather, then you're able to use so many different techniques to help them get to the to the response that they're looking for. So I love to hear that we're very exactly. similar in that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you look back in your life, the little three-year-old versus the person I'm seeing right now, what's different and what's the same besides the age, of course? Um, you know, it's so funny you should say that because I actually have a picture here right oh, now that I read. Oh, my her. Yeah. I look at her every day. And okay, so, you know, she was very curious. Uh-huh. She had a huge curiosity about life. And I, and, and this three-year-old is still in me because I'm very, very curious. I have a very full life. I travel a lot. Yeah. I read a lot. I go, well, I used to go to the theater a lot and will continue to do so yeah, in September right. yeah. as theater reopens. Yes. I I would go to the movies with my kids all the time. I watch a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I try to really uh, creatively fuel myself and have curiosity about everything, mm-hmm. and that's what I share with that three year old. That's amazing. You know? That's beautiful. I love that. You know, that's yeah. um, and, and, you know, you think about that with what you do. You help people, and I say this in a very basic way. You help actors and even the viewers of the movies create such a visceral response so that they're fully immersed in it, as opposed to oh, that, you know, that was a good movie. But you allow people to really access the emotional spectrum to be able to say, well, when is this applicable to use this? And so to allow each person to have that, who have that talent, and pe- probably people who don't have that talent, you can probably awaken that in them for the most part, to allow them to just fully embody life. And I'm sure not only do they enjoy that, but also how do they use that in their own personal life too? Would that make sense? Well, absolutely. You know, when you are choosing the craft of acting, you are uh, getting uh, on the path of growth. Mm-hmm. And every character that you play helps you in some maturational way yeah. to grow and, and, and to give and to learn about sure. yourself and others. So, um, you know, that's what's great about acting, ultimately. Um, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's about contributing something. Mm-hmm. It's about giving something. Sure. So it's about generosity of spirit. Mm. Um, yeah. I've had a great experience, you know, working with a slew of just wonderful actors, from veteran actors such as Paul Servino mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, a newcomer, uh, Edouard Filippona, that is mm-hmm. the lead in my new movie, The Runner. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've had nothing but, you know, truly very unique experiences mm-hmm. with with actors and uh and one of the things that i've been known for is to bring out you know these performances it's amazing which duh thank god <laughs> well how is it for you uh, just to maybe get in your in your brain for a second so to be able to do that do you so you see someone let's say you were to see me and you what is your how do you i guess get into the mind of the 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 actor like let's say it's me or someone how do you get into the mind to unlock that for them because that's such a beautiful talent that you have yeah it's about really making them understand how they're going to find a way to bring a part of themselves Mm -hmm. to the character open up something which is you know maybe deeply vulnerable in them or a room inside of them that they don't like to open, mm-hmm. uh, but revealing something and bringing themselves. It's really, you know, the definition of character for me, the character's not over here and, you know, it's you You put the skin on 
Mm. It's like a glove. You find the part of yeah. you adjusted that can adjust to the person oh. that you're playing. So it's not, you know, them versus mm -hmm. me. It's all one. Is it also um, just connecting the emotional experiences? So let's say um, a character is, you know, just a very angry person. Is it then also connecting your own version of anger and then and what angers you and then it superimposes the two to say, okay, well, my anger expression, I can access that anger, even though it's about this, mm -hmm. but I can use my own anger about this in my life and I want to access it and allow it to be expressed through my character. Or is that too personal? Of course. I mean, no, 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 definitely not too personal. You have okay. to ask yourself, what do I humanly understand about this person, mm -hmm. their journey, what okay. they're going through, their pain, mm -hmm. their dreams, their obstacles, and, and bring yourself to it. And that's always yeah. that million dollar question, you know, empathizing with yeah. um, the inner life of your character, understanding them, justifying them, even if you're playing a villain. You know, villains, usually yeah. they don't think that they're villains, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So you have to, uh, that's why Gary Oldman's always been a great villain. Oh, you know? He always finds <laughs> the humanity of, of yeah. that person. Yeah. Um, and there's other great villains that come to mind. But um, yeah, I think you have to bring yourself to it. You can't disconnect from it. Yeah. You have to, you know, in fact, deeply connect if there's it. if there's no backstory does that if there's no backstory to the character does the actor or actress do they have to come up with that on their own or do you give that to them as a director well there is always a backstory okay. there's always a backstory but you know Stella Adler used to say the script is the skeleton which gives you the backstory mm -hmm. okay. and you okay. have to fill in the meat you have ah, to fill in everything else gotcha. so you have to keep replenishing that life of the character character oh. some of it's just going to come from your imagination which is supported sure. by the uh -huh. circumstances that were given uh -huh. already and some of it are there and you have to make it emotional for you you have to make it mean something for you you oh, have to make beautiful. it as i said cook inside yeah. of you wow that's just even hearing that that's really powerful i can that's that excites me i think about you know different things that i've with my little things when i was younger as an actor and think oh my gosh if i would known that you know it's, it's kind of interesting but i want to switch gears here so your favorite role is that of a mother and you have two amazing young men, if I understand correctly. One is also wants to go in your field. So how is it for you to juggle all this? How do you do everything you do and also be the successful parent that you are? Um, I have always included my children uh -huh. in my project. So um, I brought them on set with me. Uh, I'm a very hands-on mom. And uh, I do have two very wonderful kids. I just finished the parent-teacher conference. Oh, right now. good for you. So for my 12-year-old. Uh, my 18-year-old <laughs> is studying film, and Sweet. he goes to USC, and he's been a great help to me. And this last yeah. movie, The Runner, he helped me look for all the music. He's Love responsible it. for that. And he actually did the trailer of the oh, movie. Oh, wow. So he has been uh, huge if I had like, you know, a dime for every time yeah. I called his name in the editing room. Hey, come, what do you think of this? What do you yeah. think of that? Oh, so I've I, I made them part, you know, yeah. I, I say, you know, your fingers are all over this last movie. Yeah. I have I make my sisters. I work with my sisters. I make my two sons part of my project. Mm. So it becomes like, a, you know, it's a family endeavor. Yeah. Uh, you're, you I know, I, I, I take them with me. I've traveled. Everybody always asks me when I go teach in Russia or South Africa or Europe. They say, are you taking the kids with you? 
And I'm like, it's so funny because everybody asks me the same question. Are you taking the kids with you? I'm like, yeah, I'm taking the kids with me, of course. <laughs> Why would they keep <laughs> asking that question so, if you do it all the time? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Sundance. I'm taking the kids with me. Yeah. Uh, so we, I think we're getting into this very nice film festival in Europe. I can't announce it yet, but I'm taking oh, the kids with me. There you go. Yeah, okay. so, so they come and they're part of, they've traveled a lot. Yeah. And they're part of all creative projects, and I support them in all their creative projects. You sure. know, we're a house filled with creativity. I'm surprised you haven't heard my dogs barking yet. The dogs. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the dogs. We, <laughs> we have a turtle, lizard, birds. It's a little oh, zoo here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the kids, you know, there's a movie because yeah, I'm a single mom. There's a movie that I always loved years ago that came out with Annette Bening and Julianne Moore called uh, The Kids Are All Right. Oh, kids are, and I yeah. always refer to that. Oh, I always yeah. say, yeah, the kids, the kids yeah. are all right. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a good one, yeah. <laughs> Your son, actually, didn't he win some uh, international or some high school film awards as well? Yeah, well, he. I said to him, we were swimming in the pool a couple of years mm -hmm. ago. I said, listen to me. If you want to get into the college of your choice, not only are you going to have to make a short movie, mm -hmm. but it's going to have to win some awards uh, so that Smart. you can, you know, get in. You've got to push yourself. And he really heard me. I didn't think he heard me, but he really listens well. And he did a short movie, 24, and into the oh, All-American Film Festival in New York, and he was nominated in two categories. And it won for Best Movie in Boston. Oh, and my somewhere gosh. Else. And so he really heard me. That's amazing. And now, and now he's... He's writing, he's finishing his second screenplay. It's amazing. Every single day, there's a go by for him, uh -huh. for my other kid, for me, where we're not doing something creative and something yeah. productive. And, uh, and just embracing wanting to tell stories, you know, mm. that, that matter to us. Sure. And hopefully will matter to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's such a beautiful thing that you are, you, you know, as, as all healthy, amazing mothers like yourself really impart your knowledge and your wisdom, not only your craft, but just, just your encouragement. Because some, sometimes kids don't get that, the encouragement. So that's amazing that you do that. And of course your son heard you now he's able to win all those awards as well. Do you, um, and you never know, you may be his assistant director when he directs one, some, you know, some film one day. <laughs> I wonder how that would be, though. You'd be like, wait a minute, let's do it this way. <laughs> oh, I said to him, in any capacity that I can help yeah. you, I'm so there for you and everything. That. And I just think, you know, I've been making independent movies and I've been lucky to make, um, you know, on a certain level with a really sure. wonderful cast. And yeah. I've gotten, you know, some, some really good feedback. But I think that he's going to make, uh, I, I can see his imagination is so big. Mm. And he is, he watches four movies a day. Holy moly. He, wow. Love he it. is so passionate. I feel his passion. Um, I'm passionate too, but I want to say, I think he's, he's more passionate. Wow. <laughs> he's just all about it. He lives and he breathes it. It's like drinking water. Oh, that's um, amazing. That's and, so inspiring uh, as well. You know, I mean, to hear that. Yeah. You know, he said to me the other day, because I was looking for a quote to put on our, on our building of our acting school. And he said, you can't spell heart without art. And oh, okay, <laughs> that's brilliant. Found, yeah. that, <laughs> found that quote and he shared it with me. And, uh, and he has a lot of art and he has a lot of heart and art yeah, in his yeah. soul. I yeah. love that. That's wonderful. I had such a pleasure talking with you today, Michelle. If my listeners want to find more information about you to obviously watch all your shows, to learn more about you, to perhaps go to your acting conservatories, where would they find all this information online? Okay, that's a great question because somebody asked me the other day and I didn't know the answer to that, but I have the answer. <laughs> we have a day. It's uh, <laughs> michelledanner.com 
And the Instagram is Michelle Danner LA. Perfect. Well, my listeners know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with all of Michelle's social media. Thank you so much, Michelle Danner, for being an awesome guest on my show today. I truly had a wonderful time with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.